0: All right everybody uh welcome to another episode of educate your vote if you are not following right now and i want you to go to the youtube channel Chris and click that subscribe button also make sure you get a chance to share uh this information with everybody so you can see right now um i have the wonderful shakira dennis as my guest today i'm really excited um she is a political strategist she is a Uh, the founder, co-founder of Next Wave Strategies. Uh, She's done so much work in the community um, and I have a personal uh, liking towards her because she's a fellow graduate of Texas Southern University. So uh, go Tigers. So anyways, I want to introduce you to our guest today who is Shakira Dennis. So Shakira, tell us a little bit about uh, Next Wave Consulting Strategies and what you do right now and just a little bit about your experience.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. First, um, thanks for doing this and and thanks for um, having me. And I'm partial to, you know, Team TSU. (laughs) Very gold tigers, um, certainly. But um, as mentioned, I'm the co-founder of Next Wave Strategies, a political consulting and public engagement firm anchored right here um, in Houston, Texas. And so we lead both political and issue-based campaigns. And we also work in partnership with government agencies, um, nonprofit organizations, and advocacy groups to assist them with everything from internal business optimization to messaging down to community connectivity. And so I love the work that we're doing and and being able to work in both electoral politics and also um, in partnership with government agencies and other allied organizations.
0: Awesome. So, uh, man, that was a mouthful right there, man. Basically, she's a boss. (laughs) Just want to let y'all know she's the boss in the political field. We want to sum it all up. That's exactly what that means. She's a, oh, she's a boss. That's what that means. No, but uh, so special enough, she had the opportunity to serve on the Biden-Harris campaign. She's also served on Mayor Turner's campaign and a lot of other campaigns and things like that. So tell us about your experience working with Mayor Turner and also with our current president, vice president of the United States of America. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. And so um, I started, you know, very young, honestly, on the campus of Texas Southern University. It's really where I kind of had to, right? I know it's always worthy of like praise, but it's where I really um, hone my skills and, and real passion for um, public service, you know, quite frankly. And I was a person of the political science club, right? So geeky, but it was essentially a, a platform to learn more. You know about the the Houston political landscape and I did just that and so upon graduating from TSU um, I went um, to the White House. I was a White House intern in the Obama administration and learned a lot about you know federal government and, and politics and all the moving pieces um, in DC and, and how that translated to our to our everyday lives and our bottom line and so I came home and decided that I wanted to get um, heavily engaged. I decided not to stay in DC and I know a lot of folks are like really but The reality is I've always loved like working in the grassroots community and quite frankly, working in my own community. I felt like that's where you you really make the most impact. And so I got involved with Mayor Turner's um, campaign in 2015. And so had the opportunity to serve on his um, political team under the leadership of um, Keith Watson Wade and he just had a, a group of just young people who were just eager and anxious and, and ready to get out there. So we helped with everything from securing endorsements to leading um, paid canvas to um, helping to craft messaging, to organizing young professionals and connecting them to campaigns and helping them to understand all the moving pieces. And uh, my most recent campaign post was... Um, with the Biden-Harris campaign, the Texas team, so I serve as the statewide director of coalitions. So I work with labor groups, <laughs> women's groups, partisan organizations, um, you name it, right, to integrate them to our campaign infrastructure and to amplify um, the message. <laughs> and so now that um, the Biden-Harris administration is, is now up and going, it's just really great that the investments that were made in Texas though you know we were a key battleground state and we were not successful in right, and completely flipping Texas it was certainly you know the beginning of a broader conversation about long-term investments in our region and so that's just a nutshell on the political um, campaign side of things
0: yeah so basically she's like hope. just kind of want to let y'all know uh but the, the real life one though you, you know uh when I think about it, that's, that's what you just explained to me is, oh, basically you're like a fixer, you're a doer, you're a strategic person, you you make the moves, and Olivia was the one that did that, and she did all that with her white hat, baby. So, uh... <laughs> you gotta give me a right now, I'm gonna gift it to you, it's gonna be my gift <laughs> to you, the white hat, yeah, yeah. No, that's but, so um, weird. so campaigning, a lot of people, we talk about campaign, 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 and I kind of wanted to know from you, and I, this may be a really packed question, but you can just kind of give us the high level summarized version of what it takes to actually run a campaign. Like from, I know I want to say, let's say for instance, person X wants to run for whatever, right? So the first thing they do is they do what? Like, is there an application process? And I'm, I know the answers, but I'm asking for those who may not know what that process might look like in general.
1: Um, first right you want to start with your why because a lot of people are you know infatuated with wanting to run for public office and I mean I, I know I say infatuated because I get a lot of calls and a lot of like engagement around like oh this person's gonna do this so this person wants to do that and it's like you know being interested is like <laughs> the base level right of this there's a lot of people that's interested right but right. who's actually going to have the mechanics and the coalitions and the resources, you know, to run a campaign and if you are going to run a campaign, obviously there's a formal, you know, filing process, you know, and so if it's a partisan race, obviously you're going to be filing with, you know, your local um, party and so, for example, if I run for a judicial seat in Harris County, I've got to, you know, galvanize X amount of signatures and I've got to formally file, you know, with the party and so you've got to think about all these layers, but not just the filing process, right? (laughs) The actual like day-to-day, who is my manager? Who is my fundraiser? Who's going to put out my digital ads? Who's going to help me craft my messaging? Who's going to handle my day-to-day, right? Who's going to handle my field operations? Who's going to knock these doors, make these phone calls? And so it's a very like, you know, compounded thing. And I don't think a lot of people... You know understand and one of my my mentor um, Wade he was like you know welcome to beyond the veil you know at a wedding it's just like beyond the veil like it's not a it's not a, a glorious like you know feel good like you know take a picture you know kiss the baby kind of process right because the sausage making right behind the scenes is it's not you know beautiful right it's a very you know, difficult thing, especially, you know, if you've never run a campaign before or you've never, you know, run for public office. And so on both sides, right? If you wanna run a campaign for someone, you've got to figure out what's that thing that I do and that I do well, that would be valuable to a campaign. Can I, you know, galvanize young professionals? Am I good with the senior community? Am I good with other elected officials? Should I be a political person, right? Should I be leveraging my relationships to amplify Um, these races and so you've got to think about where you fit in right in the grand scheme of things what's your you know superpower as i call it and then also when it comes to running for public office people should always examine their why i'm really big on like, you know i don't want to take a client that's just (laughs) eager to be elected right and doesn't understand why why do you want to be a city council member right why do you do you live in that district right are there specific issues that you're passionate about right is there something like in particular that you would like to change, right? <laughs> because at the end of the day, this is about serving people. And so right, right. across the board, no matter what level of government, you know, you, you aspire to you know uh, serve on, you have to realize that it's about helping people and serving people. This is all about direct services, you know, to community.
0: Right. And I think people kind of miss the point, right? When you say you want to run for something, it, it means you want to be a public servant that's exactly what it is you're serving the public that's and that's to your point what you said is what is your why because if you don't have your why then you don't understand why you serving who you serving what you serving you don't understand any of those things and so the why is the is a key thing so i also kind of and i'm gonna switch gears a little bit but after this question, but I wanted to know like, people talk about, you know, campaign dollars and fundraising and I've seen you, you put, she's a mastermind at like galvanizing different groups of people to, (laughs) to, to support a candidate in their platform. So... I wanted to kind of get an idea just for people out there you know what are campaign dollars used for like why do we even raise all this money in the first place to do what you know i mean if you want to run you fill out like your application like you said do what you got to do spread the word out but what do you need funds for what do you need dollars for i
1: think you need dollars you know it's like they always say you know you got to put you know gas in the tank you know I, I one of our legislators he always says this and he was so like you know yeah, I've got my, he's like, I've got my, my train. No, he's like, I've got my vehicle, but you know, my vehicle, you know, it, it requires, you know, gas, you know, you got to take an order for me to move. And I always think it's so funny, like when I'm reaching out to him for endorsements, but essentially um, money and campaigns, you know, matter, right? And who you get your money from also matters, right? It's just as big of a, a you know, footprint, right? As your actual platform, right? Your finance report. Nice. So if, you know, I remember there was, a, I would use an easy example that folks can follow. There was a um, judicial candidate who had challenged a longtime, you know, incumbent. And, you know, we were looking through their finance reports, like, man, like, what did this guy do? Like, you know, they just see he has this candidate out of nowhere and he was a fairly good judge. And he had one, there was one donor, right? A single donor, like maxing out in this race and supporting this candidate, right? Your finance report right, should be indicative, right, of like who's supporting you in a real way. It shouldn't be like, oh, you know, money from folks. So, you know, it's probably pro quo or some type of reciprocity there. It should be reflective of you as a candidate in the type of race you aspire to run. So, if you pack with like a bunch of corporate dollars, right? Do you expect the community to believe that you're going to keep their interests, you know, at Man. heart? And so the other side of this is like you need dollars in these races to cover staff, right? To cover things like mail pieces, to cover things like, you know, paid calls and paid canvassing, right? And and staff, right, to help manage and organize. And so there's several things um, that these dollars go toward. And so you'll see a lot of folks building bank. It's because you know in order to run an effective and competitive campaign it does take money. You know, I, I began on this journey like this year and people are like, Shakira, like, are you like in this big fundraising business or space? But I was like, I love to fundraise. Truly is like a passion of mine. (laughs) Like, it's not like we don't have like a fundraising firm, right? But we do a little fundraiser, you know? (laughs) So I think it's good, especially for candidates of color who are, who who are oftentimes, you know, outspent by their um, white counterparts. And so a good example, uh, my firm's helping um, in a mayoral race out of Fort Worth where our client is being outspent like three to one. And, you know, she's got, well, really four to one. She's got an opportunity to be the first African-American woman, you know, to serve as mayor in, in Fort Worth. And here she is being outspent. And so you've got to think of strategic ways, right, to combat that. How do we get more national, you know, endorsements that you have more dollars? How do we amplify her fundraising game? How do we use people power? Right to combat, you know, these billionaires and XYZ, you know, from the right that are, you know, funding her opponent. And so you have to think of other creative means to close gaps a lot of times because access to resources for candidates who look like you and I is very difficult. And so my fundraising is to build this ecosystem, right, of donors that will give to people who look like us, right, and without you know without seats and that's what we need you know right now more than ever like more fundraisers and more people that's willing to step up and raise money for us too
0: right y'all so basically what she just said from the beginning she's a political <laughs> i
1: love your translations
0: and <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's what she do and she do it very well and that's her business <laughs> like tab say so listen like if y'all about that life real life serious inquiries not know you know, I think I when I woke up one day, and I think I'm going, nah, man. We she's not taking those. You know, you may need a little bit more guidance before you 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 uh, access her. But if you are serious and you know what your why is, you have your network together. You know, reach out to you know the one and only Shakira Dennis. She's about that life. Her team is ready to go. Listen, she helped carry you know a whole campaign in Texas for President Biden and Vice President Harris. Like, that's, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, she's a beast. Anyways, <laughs> I just want to make sure I put that out there. You know, you got to celebrate people. So we talked all about campaigning and everything like that. That's always about politics. And I also say this too about like campaign fundraisers. Yo, those signs that y'all see out there, you know, those billboards that you see, listen, those billboards is not cheap, okay? For somebody to have a whole billboard, that's quite expensive. You have to raise a lot of money to get your face or your your platform out there to wear t-shirts to wear whatever all those things are they all cost money at some point and so you know those things are all used even political ads they are used to get the word out as much as they can to you you the voter to come out and actually vote for them and their platform to come to an event that you can donate to their platform whatever it is Um, to kind of communicate to you so that's why they spend so much money to target you as a voter to say hey i want you to you know buy into my platform i'm going to do x y and z for you and this is my why and this is why you should support and get behind me so i just kind of want to wrap that up and put a little bow on it um so kind of switching gears a little bit so she's a political strategist and she so voting y'all it's not just about a candidate okay Voting is also about legislation and policies and different things from a local city, state level that will impact your communities directly. And a lot of those things, a lot of people are very um, excited about a presidential election year, right? It's always sexy. But then after that, when we start talking about, you know, all these different policies coming down from the people that you voted for, right? uh, everybody is kind of silent. They don't know that it's like, all right, we can take a break and we don't need to take any breaks because we are always at some point, you know, either fighting some battle, you know, something. And so part of that battle is understanding what the legislative session is. And so Shakira, I want you to kind of tell us a little bit about what is a a legislative session, just kind of high level for those who don't even know what that means or what that is.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. And so um, the legislative session um, essentially um, is a term um, which identifies our legislative process. So for example, um, Texas has a part-time legislator. So they convene every other year right, for about five or six months. And then they jam-pack all the things that are near and dear to us right into about 140 days. And then the outcome uh, is typically um, legislation and or laws, right, that impact, you know, our daily lives. And so we have two chambers, um, the House and the Senate. Senate has 31 members, the House has 150 uh, members. And so it it represents the um, state representative districts and Senate districts that comprise the state of Texas. So, for example, Um, you can go on like who represents me or you can go on like the capitals the state capitals like website and you know put in your information and figure out who you know your representative is and identify you know what committees they're on right so each representative is assigned to a committee right and also each representative has their own portfolio of legislation and these portfolios are typically comprised of things um that address issues that are directly impacting your respective district or the state as a whole so for example um you had legislation this session around environmental justice, you know, issues. And um, I live in Senate District 13. And, you know, I, I heard a lot of conversation. I was telling the, um, a friend about this, which I thought environmental justice stuff was so cheesy, and it was the last thing I cared about. Like in undergrad, I was just like, Am I just? Like, you know, I was just like what about campaigns? What about politics? You know, and so. I didn't understand, you know, the importance, right, of that type of issue and how it impacted, you know, communities of color. And I know around the time of like Flint, Michigan, I was like, I can't believe this is happening, you know, in Flint. But, you know, I remember also, you know, being an undergrad and there was a transition of leadership and our, my dean, my new dean was um, Dr. Robert Bullard
0: and I was reading uh-huh. up on
1: him. Okay. Yeah, right. I like reading father up on him. Father of
0: environmental. <laughs> and Godfather. Basically, Godfather, <laughs> right. the whole Yeah, if thing. you
1: know, you know, right? As they right. yeah. the kids say, if you know, you know, right? So. Yeah. I'm like, this guy is like, you know, environmental justice, like man, what can he talk to us you know, campaign, you know, like, you didn't understand the richness of having someone who was a subject matter expert. And not just, I read on this, I read up on this, but served as, you know, a subject matter expert and witness, right, in cases where, you know, people were doing egregious things to folks in underserved communities. And I read this book um, that he co-authored. Called the wrong complexion for, you know, protection, which is really the Bible, right, about environmental justice and all these issues that were taking place, you know, across the country that he's been actively involved and engaged in. And so you think about these types of issues and how it's still happening, right? You know, he's traveling the world, right? Being a voice and a leader in that space, but there were several bills, right? Surrounding environmental justice this session, several bills around, you know, um, protecting voting rights, right? And in other cases, you know, suppressing, you know, right. voter, voter's rights. And so voting rights, which is essentially this spectrum, right? Of issues, right? It's a very convoluted process. And, you know, that's just honesty. It's not like, You can just log onto your computer and be like, yeah, you know, I know everything that's going on with the session because things are moving a mile a minute. Some things are working its way through committee. Some things are stalled in committee. sometimes you need a consensus from XYZ. You need help with the chair and the co-chair to move things along, right? And so stuff where if I'm an average everyday citizen and I'm just trying to plug in, it's it's overwhelming, right? (laughs) And so that's the part of the process where oftentimes we lose, right? (laughs) Because we don't know the process. There's mm-hmm. not very many trusted messengers that are really educating or communicating with the masses mm-hmm. about what's going on. And so it's seldom do you find legislators who can do it, you know, who do it well. I remember um, I was talking to a friend and I was talking about how I felt that so Senator Ellis did a, a very good job with, you know, handling his legislative priorities. And also, you know, his right hand saying, all right, community, <laughs> I'm going in. I'm going to ask them for X, Y, Z. And this is on your behalf right? So you were always having, he had a machine, right? That kept the hard, you know, policy pushing, but also engaged the public in such a way where they didn't feel like, right? They were left out of the conversation or they didn't know what their state senator was doing. And so exactly. I think you have to think about, right? How do we make this more digestible for community? And it's a passion of mine. All of these like, you know, post-legislative conversations are great, right? They're great, you know, educational tools, but there's some work that has to be done right prior to. If we have a part-time legislator, that means we've got at least a year right in between to have okay. more meaningful conversations about how do we keep our districts and the electorate engaged on what we're doing and how do we take their input and keep it, you know, at the forefront of our motivations as we're trying to pass, you know, laws that impact community. Cause that's nice. what it's about. I'm so sorry if my puppy <laughs> okay. being. Stop it, Winston. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. So like, essentially, I think the legislative process um, for some is probably one of the more discouraging processes, right, when it comes to like the yeah. community engagement component. And I know we talked about like organizations and groups being galvanized about around certain pieces of
0: legislation, mm-hmm. and there's tons, right? And so, man, and we this, can't do one, alone. one of these groups. You feel me? It's <laughs> this campaign, that campaign, this organization, vote this, do that. It is very overwhelming. But one thing I will say that I I do like about what your um, firm does is if you and y'all, this shameless plug. So make sure y'all go and subscribe to uh Next way strategies, because you get uh, like in real time information about, you know, some of these things like like she was saying, it was because I had subscribed to her that I was able to get the notification about the environmental committee. Um, literally, you know, talking about what she's saying right now, Um, talking about these concrete batch plants that are set up anyhow. And just because the way Houston is set up, we don't have zoning there uh, compared to other places where they do. And so, you know, you get a chance to see your electeds that you voted for in action. Um, You get the chance to see if they're complicit and complacent and not asking questions or if they're firing on because they're representing you and they've heard your own cry about all these different things that affect your communities at the end of the day they represent you and so um like I said man y'all make sure y'all subscribe to her I'm telling y'all like once you once you subscribe you're gonna get all you're gonna be in the know um and so uh I just kind of want to put that like shameless plug out there but I will say this too upon you know my doing my research and everything like that um I don't think it's that people don't want to know I think that it's just like they don't know even where to access the information or even where to tune in at, you know? Going to the website, it's like, nobody's really like, let me go to my legend. Like, who's doing that? Oh, let me go to my state senator. Nobody's doing that, you know? So it's kind of like one of those things where it's its like telling somebody like, oh, it's out there, it's on Zoom. Y'all don't participate, but it's like, but you didn't tell me where to go to watch it. You didn't even, you know, like you didn't even direct me to whatever, oh, just go to the website. When you go to the website, there's a lot of things on the website, (laughs) you know? Um, And there's so many different types of committees. Um, And so I I think that's, that's another thing that like when we talk about educating your vote, understanding like where each of your representatives serve in terms of committees and what kind of, you know, legislated are they writing that will impact your communities directly. And then I think the second part to that is hey you have access to them call them email them they have to answer you at some point or they see that now some people they don't really do that but other folks you know if they're for you you know they're going to they're going to at least kind of figure out how can we meet with these groups of people or this community and and really like see what the issue is or what the problem is that's how you know that that person that you elected understands their why you know like kind of go back full circle Um, They understand their why. And so I think it's very important that we don't just necessarily say, hey, you know, legislation was in and, you know, we didn't show up. It's kind of like, I think we need to do more just in general of how we engage people to understand like, hey, tune in here. The same way we tune in on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all those great things. We need to be also be tuning in on this, because this is a, what, and it's, listen, y'all, like she said, environmental justice to some folks was, is not really a sexy topic until they hit your house and your front door, and you like, but why are all these, and we start telling you, like, this is it, this is what's happening, so it now becomes like some real case drama, you know, in the, uh. <laughs> in the house committees and in the Senate committees, you start seeing it go down, but you're like, this is not pretend. This is like your real life that they're arguing about. They're arguing about your property. They're arguing about your community. They're arguing about the people who live in your community. They're arguing about the resources that come into your community or leave your community. They're arguing about all those different things or they're, let me not say really arguing, but they're questioning. And so it's really about asking the right questions demanding that there is a system in place, demanding that people are being held accountable for their actions and for why they're doing what they're doing in your respective communities. Anyways, I just kind of want to make sure I'll put that in there um, as we talking about the legislative session. So kind of talking about that, what are some of the current like policies um, that are having some challenges in, in terms of implementing or things that you could definitely see a, a big shift? I know you mentioned before um, voter suppression. I know there's some with um, the, some of the education bills that are coming out as well that would impact students and teachers and just the way they teach and other things. But what are some things that you're currently seeing right now where it's like, if we really don't, um, you know, hone in on our our representatives to do something, it could really impact us detrimentally or just in, in general. Yeah, um, I think
1: we touched on a few of those earlier. So the environmental justice bills, which I <laughs> mean, it's a big deal right because it's not i mean yeah there's zoning but then there's also quality of life right who wants to come outside to like cement sediment on their plants or on their cars and you know that they know that they're actually breathing in right who wants to deal with that issue and then the other side of this is also the voter suppression bills which were obviously targeted um toward harris county given you know, our record turnout and also record turnout in other major uh, metropolitan like communities. And, and I think that the other side of this is <laughs> you would want to believe that legislators, you know, enter the you know, session right with the general premise that we want to pass bills to make people's lives better, right <laughs> like at the end of the day like that should be the bottom line across the board, regardless of what, you know, your party affiliation, you know, maybe you're the left thereof. And the reality is we've just witnessed some pretty regressive laws, you know, especially um, Senate Bill 7 and, you know, House Bill 6 and Senate Bill 7 voter suppression laws that I think a lot of people have been, you know, following for the most part and thinking about what that means right it's almost like penalizing voters for participating in the process right and that's essentially what it boils down to no more drive-through voting right let's limit you know the early voting hours let's loosen restrictions on poll watchers and which also we know opens up the doors to voter intimidation tactics tactics in you know underserved communities and so you think about this overarching legislation that (laughs) discourages participation in a process that we should be identifying more innovative and creative means for folks to, you know, cast their ballot. And instead, we're doing the opposite, right? Not everyone, right? There's obviously a, you know, a certain, you know, coalition (laughs) group that's, you know, hell bent on ensuring that, you know, our voting rights are are suppressed. And so
0: right, right.
1: those um, types of legislation, then you have like the George Floyd Act, right, which is a, you know, a compounded piece of legislation that's being kind of like, you know, implemented in pieces, right? right? They're cherry picking what they would like to honor, you know, in that legislation, And you know, hats off to, you know, several of, you know, the legislators from the Texas um, Legislative Black Caucus who have been steadfast right. efforts to, you know, try to advance you know these bills but the other side of this is you know having consensus right and mm-hmm. being able to galvanize and you know <laughs> identify how do we get these bills you know across right. the finish line or how do we you know <laughs> work to make sure that we at least get you know the meat and potatoes of some of these things you right. know moving and so you've got the voter suppression bills george floyd um, act and then you have the environmental justice you know bills in which um, a lot of that is being combated by industry you know, so yeah, the community okay. and the industry, right? And so right. it should never be a conversation where I walk outside of my home and there's someone, you know, <laughs> producing liquid cement or crushing cement. And that sediment is on my home and on my car and in my system and impacting myself, my neighbors, and, you know, and, and impacting my property value. And, and these are things that people don't seem to believe are, you know, issues that warrant, you know, legislative movement. And, you know, I think that. That's the more more frustrating part, you know, of the process is that, oftentimes, you know, people are spinning up legislation that don't really help make people's lives better, right? And, and right. that's what this process, you know, it's truly supposed to be about.
0: I totally agree with that. So, um, if we wanted to learn or see more of like some of these bills that are out there, um, where where does one go to just to see some of those things?
1: Honestly, I think folks need to start with their actual, like, legislators learning who they are, you know, and what they're pushing. And right. then the other side of this is, of course, you know, I know you don't like links. I think that what I'll do is i continue, like, a toolkit that we have, which is a how-to, right, the same little how-to you spoke about. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, a, go here. It's It really tells you, like, step by step, right? You can watch live here. Everything is, you know, recorded. So now that we're, you know, living in this virtual world, I think that they've gone out of their way to make sure that, hey, you can find you know, where a bill is. You can even track a bill, right? You'll get right. email alerts and updates. And so I can send over just a how-to to do that. So that way, you know, you're not like, oh man, it happened, that moved. And so when you know something right. like, hey, it's in committee, I need to be calling my person or I need to be reaching out to folks on this committee to see, you know, where they stand on this thing or mm-hmm. it's moving out of committee, it's going to calendars and maybe set for a vote soon. Who should I be contacting so that folks know that this is a priority to me and my community? And that's the part where I think we oftentimes lose people because it's not like city council and it's not like, you know, the commissioner's court, right? Like it's a very like convoluted process, as we mentioned, that you know you almost always have to have these alerts set on your phone, like mine are going off now. Hey, this bill is going here. This bill is up for its second reading. And, you know, you have to like keep up with it. But it also requires a training and a discipline, right, that a lot of times, you know, people are just, you know, you've got work, you've got kids, you got life, you know, it's very difficult. And so making this information easily accessible and making it easy for folks to participate and access it is really step one. You know, that's why I think the toolkits and like the legislative alerts, you know, those mm-hmm. are something I'm like, how do we, I was telling, you know, my, my firm, I was just like, I would like to like push this out there, right? <laughs> like for people to know that this is happening, right? Why are we, you know, it can't be the secretive process. It's got to be like, hey guys, did you know that there's a hearing for yeah. this bill? That impacts one, two, three, four. Did you know that these four, or five representatives are from our region? Did you know that you can contact them and right.
0: them? So you know things like that. Yeah, <laughs> so it, It's it's key, and I mean, you touched on. And I was going to ask you about this, but this this is literally what taking political action looks like. It's you doing your individual part, and then in, in doing that, you also influence the people in your circle to you know do their individual part and so man y'all she said she's about to gift us with this toolkit yeah i don't want to hear no excuses as to why you ain't got these alerts on your phone <laughs> i call you up when i hit y'all up the job listen we're gonna even go through the toolkit so you can see it for yourself listen but no um uh, i really appreciate you talking about you know just the legislative the legislative session blah, 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 blah. the legislative session see it's a tongue twister for me y'all uh but no I think that's really important, and I noticed that um, your consulting firm has, like, two different kind of programs, right, community leaders and, like, the Get Out the Vote program, so tell us a little bit more about your Get Out the Vote program and what that looks like.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. And so um, one of the strongest programs on the umbrella of my firm is the Get Out the Vote grassroots engagement efforts. You know, we run very robust programs around um, targeting pay canvas, phone banks, um, poll working programs, right? It's an opportunity um, for folks to, you know, get their feet wet, right? (laughs) And get involved. (laughs) I know a lot of people. You may like a candidate, right? And you're just like, man, how do I support this person? And I'm like, you know, I have my whole little bracket where I'm like, man, I
0: like this woman in St. Louis that's doing stuff. I like this guy out. Like, you know, oh, so come out. Did she say she got a bracket? Like, you mean like like a bracket, kind of like, like a, a like March Madness bracket. Yeah, like, like they do like the fantasy football. I do yeah, it for I know. It, I'm serious, that's like, live, bro. I, I take it seriously. Like I had a, I have a white board. We got a whole <laughs> bracket. Yo, when y'all have the opportunity to see this bracket? Because that's <laughs> live. No, seriously. Like, and I think that those are some of the tools that like makes this process. More fun to engage in when you see stuff like that and you hear stuff like that. You're like, oh, okay, bad. Okay, so anyway, so you got a bracket? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think with the brackets,
1: like, I mean, I think it allows for you. I always tell people, like, what's your civic diet? Like, you know, you've
0: got to figure out, like, what what's are you paying attention civic to? Diet. Sorry, y'all. She's dropping gems. <laughs> what's true. your civic diet? Okay. <laughs> it's true. Getting <laughs> <guys.
1: laughs> <Didn't you know? laughs> But no, I say that because I'm like, I take it seriously, and all my friends are like, oh, here you go. I'm like, no, I'm serious, right? It's like, you know, we it's a it's a 50-50 thing, right? And I right. get that right. you know, everything isn't always gonna be, you know, handed to us, right? right? We're not always gonna have all these cool, interactive, easy toolkits. Some of this stuff we gotta get up and, and go and get it on our own. I think we've seen all these regressive regressive measures to keep us from participating in this process. So right. certainly right. there's that same, you know, mounting pressure to ensure that this information is not readily accessible, you know, or available to us. So we've got to kind of get up on our own. If you see a candidate that you like, right? And you like the way that they're navigating, you like their message, right? You think that they would be, you know, a good public servant or someone that you feel like would be, you know, great representing you on, you know, Houston city council, on commissioner's court, or, you know, state led, Congress, or whatever that may look like, right? Right. Or on some board or commission, right? you can figure out ways to get involved, right? Like, it's not hard, right? It's not always, oh, you got to make a contribution. And money's always good, because as mentioned, like, you know, money, (laughs) it takes money to run, you know, effective and competitive races. And that's just the reality of it. But the other side of it is really knowing, right? What these people stand for. I remember I'm in one of the local city council races and, you know, I mean, we're just having a conversation. But (laughs) essentially... You know, I was, you know, working with a a local (laughs) city council member or a candidate at that time who's now on city council who, you know, she had the best everything, one, two, three, four, right? But then there's this, you know, other candidate who's a little celebrity status, right? But no plan, no platform, no, know how, just a bunch of fluff, right? But the celebrity of it was like, oh my God, you know, my God, it's such and such running for, and it's just like, we've got to get over that. Right. So that we can get to the actual governance. Right. This person may be an amazing rapper. Right. (laughs) But will they, you know, be a a true public servant? And can they address these issues that are directly impacting our community? What is their plan? And a lot of times we don't get to the root of what folks plans are for us. Right. We just sometimes blindly, you know, (laughs) blind allegiance. Well, I heard such and such that they were good. So I'm going with it. A lot of this, you got to stop and sit down. Man, if this is a, a state legislator, let's look at their voting record. If this is a city councilman, let's look at some of the ordinances that they've either brought about. Let's look at their committee assignments. Let's look at some of the community-based initiatives that they've pushed out there. Let's look at this stuff from a holistic lens and stop kind of forfeiting our power. Because oftentimes we forfeit our power when we just, you know, we run full steam ahead with someone that we hadn't even done our due diligence on. Like, would you even do that in your dating life, right? Or anything else? Is you like, oh my God, I'm gonna marry this guy. And, you know, you don't you know anything about his like background. Not, like you have to think about these things. Like right. it requires right. a little bit more attention and, and patience and, and just navigation, right? Because a lot of people are so anxious to just do something that oftentimes we do the wrong thing. I think we were talking about that, you know, before we hit record, how uh, people are just kind of like, well, I like their last name, and I know such and such. I knew a couple of greens. My mama knew a couple of greens. I <laughs> so be my, I my it. related
0: kinfolk. Who knows? Right. You know? Exactly. They and you found just had- a certain ethnic color, or ethnicity, or culture. They whatever. I saw them outside with the sign. That's what I remember. Oh, they let me take this paper in. All right, I got it. And then you just checking whoever don't know what they about, but you got your little I voted sticker.
1: That's the tough part about that because then you know I know we encourage people to vote you know early and often but the other side of this is like I'd rather you know someone who's actually taking the time to be educated right (laughs) or to get educate your vote
0: yeah Yeah.
1: you don't want to you know come on educate your vote pun intended but really like you've got to sit down with this stuff right because you know the issues that are impacting us right we can't afford to just forfeit our power I mean I think we just we survived a Trump presidency right. (laughs) Because there are folks who uh, really absorb. Yes, yeah, we survive is the proper word at this juncture. But essentially, I mean, you gotta think about the people who really steal to this day. They count votes right now, Diddy, as you and I speak in Arizona, because they believe that somehow, right, there's this conspiracy and that you know the election was rigged because of how dare you know we lose right fair and square and so it's like you think about things like that where we know what's out there and we now know what the other side is looking to do and so we are obligated to stop because it's on the local level on up the president vice president more power to you but your council members your county commissioners and you know your legislative members and your congressional leaders are are just as important, and I mean, I know folks beat that, that drum all the time, but they are, right? They're moving resources on your behalf, they're making policy decisions on your behalf, right? They're identifying ways to impact your day-to-day, you know? you you No no one should be sitting at the table talking about you without you, you know? And, and that is, that that's is
0: dope what you said. Nobody should be sitting at the table talking about you without you. That's powerful. Y'all, even in Texas, everybody was talking about, you know, our governor, um, was talking about, you know, our state legislative people and our county resources and our city resources when that winter storm came. When the pandemic hit everybody was trying to figure out whose mandate is the right mandate who who has authority to do what don't do what what's banned what's not everybody was confused county would say something one day governor said something the next day mayor said something the following day and it don't matter because the governor trumped what everything said and president <clears throat> to be named you know, didn't really enforce anything there, really left that to the states to figure out what they wanted to do. And you have that's where it's important to understand like who you're voting for, right? Because these people contain a certain level of authority that will directly impact you, impact your community. And if your voice is not at that table, what are we talking about? Who are you impact? who are you, you doing this for? It can't be for me because I ain't, I wasn't there. You know? And that's what those representatives are there. They're there to be in the room to speak your voice. You know? And so that's why I wanted to kind of pause it because I love that that quote was powerful, you know? Um, I, I I say this all together. You know, Shakira is a wonderful person and just the information that she just man, she need, to, she need to teach like a whole class on this joint. Uh, <laughs> Like you're on the front lines, you know you don't like it. You know what <laughs> you know. You're, you're a whole Cohort to herself. This is how we get it. Grassroots, let's go. You know, no, but um, just to say all that to say that uh, educating your vote, it's it's more than just like you know electing an elect, elected official. It's understanding what that person does, who they represent, if they represent you for sure. What kind of committees are they on? What kind of stuff are they passing out? Who are they rallying for? Who are they supporting? What kind of ordinances are they putting out there? If they're on city council, you know, what are they doing? You know, they are chair of certain committees. They're going to directly impact you. You ain't got no trash pickup. Why ain't got trash pickup in your neighborhood? Ask them. You know, these roads always raggedy. Ask them, you know. So it's always those things that that are impacting your daily life. And we want to make sure here on Educate Your Vote that we relate it directly to your personal life because- at the end of the day, that's what's impacting you. You're paying these taxes. You're doing all these great things uh, in your community, but then you also have people who represent you that you want to make sure that they're reinforcing these great things. And if they're not, you know what to do: load them out. <laughs> and if you got nah. that life, run for the position.
1: <laughs> and if you <laughs> really
0: got that life, call Shakira and them next Way strategies, and you know get 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 the political strategy going so you you a right candidate that has um. A right, the right plan or a plan and not just fluff, you know, like she said earlier, Absolutely. you know, so I really appreciate you <laughs> for love, up. Hey, that fluff be real, man. People just be thinking that just because you you people know you that they going to vote for you. And it's not always like that because you you got some other folks that are, are actually educated and informed and they've been doing this work and they have that community influence, right, to say, nah, man, we're not doing that because you just you know, people know who you are in these streets. Cool, but if, if you ain't got no, you know, no track record behind you in terms of like community, and advocating, what are you doing? What is this for? We question your intentions. You know what I'm saying? Because you're here to be a public servant, not to just add to your resume. Uh, so that's that's you know, I want to kind of harm in on that, but. Anyways, like I said, Shakira, I thank you for coming on today. Where can people find you, connect with you, social media and all that great stuff? Yeah,
1: um, so um, on Instagram, you can follow us at Next Wave Strategies. That's at Next Wave Strategies. And then my personal um, Instagram um, platform is at Political Maven. And I'm um, same on Twitter, you know, as well, I'll send um, Diddy all this stuff I'm um, gonna share with y'all, but would love for y'all to, to journey with us, you know? <laughs> On the front lines, um, as my team always says. And so um, I enjoyed dialoguing um, with you and just, you know, sharing the the raw you
0: know, details hey, of we re- you know, here what's going on it. out here. Yeah. <laughs> we real, we real, we real with it. We're here with it. We want people to know what's going on. I thank you for breaking it down for the people like myself. I haven't put myself in there that I don't know all of it, you know, but that's why we have professionals like you that have been in this space for years doing this work, um, and you know, people have endorsed you and have backed you. I mean, your name speaks volumes, and the work that you do is even greater, and so we just thank you for even, you know, making those sacrifices, right, to do the things that you're doing. A lot of times, people will not always recognize or acknowledge that, you know, people want to say they're community leaders out here, but they, you know, sacrifice ain't really matching, you know, you can't be always doing this and that, you know, when people sleep, you out here, Thinking about other strategies, you know, when people can go and hang out, you know, five, 10, 20 times in a week, you're like, listen, if this hangout <laughs> is not serving a purpose, what are we doing? You know, so I thank you for your sacrifices, you know, for being that community leader and consistently doing that um, throughout the years, you know, you're an inspirational model. And I hope that the people who are watching this, you all again, make sure y'all connect with her on Instagram, on Twitter. Go to the website, check out what they're doing. And like I said, man, if you are interested in being a candidate for something and you're serious, you know, make that inquiry, you know, um, if you're, you you want to be a community leader and you want to volunteer with her, yeah, hey, they have volunteers. So you just kind of want to get your feet with and kind of see what it's about. You know, how can I take political action? Best way to do that is just by volunteering. Just, just by, That one is free don't cost you nothing you don't just, cost you anything you just, you just cost you your time, time. that's it it's your <laughs> time that's all you do one two hours do the poll banking call text whatever you trying to do but it just starts right there ground level grassroots organizing so thank you again Shakira and we hope to you know talk to you soon maybe do a part yes. yeah but thanks for having me I appreciate it no problem